Welcome to the MUFG Global Markets Podcast. I'm John Cook, and I'm joined today by George Goncalves, MUFG's, MUFG's head of U.S. macro strategy. It's Monday, January 8th, 2024. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the podcast, George. Happy New Year to you and to our listeners, and, and great to be back on, as always, a new year. Yeah, great to have you. It feels a little weird saying uh, 2024, but I guess that's that's how things go. I suppose I will get used to it. Um, on an administrative note, I'd like to remind our, or not remind our listeners, but let our listeners know that this podcast is the first episode of a special three-part series where George and the authors of his, of the uh, MUFG 2024 outlook, Getting Back in Sync, uh, go over their piece in podcast form. So today's episode will be available on Tuesday, January 9th, followed by an episode on mortgages that will be released on Wednesday and credit on Thursday. So definitely uh, stay tuned for those. Uh, so let's see. Let's let's switch to some some content here, uh, George. During the last two years, one of the common intros that I think you often said in these episodes was that each day, each week, each month seemed more intense than than another. You know, a a, a, a week felt like a month, and a month like a year, et cetera. Uh, in the, in that vein, and as we kick off two thousand twenty four, uh, what are the key themes that you're looking for over this upcoming year? You know, th- thanks, John. Um, like this has been um, really, this has been really with us since post-pandemic, where each year has been uh, new information uh, and just new things for the markets to digest. Um, you know, last year came in coming out much stronger than expected. Unemployment rate remaining low, inflation declining, spending solid, generally a, m- a much stronger than even what we were expecting in terms of growth. A lot of it aided and abetted by the fiscal policy. The, the you know it really sets up for an interesting 2024 because you know on the one hand we we're always kind of navigating these narratives and so the last two months of the year really kind of set the stage for you know some pretty high expectations and high hurdles in my opinion for well, what 2024 might look like. Uh, we had a pretty big rally. Uh, in risk assets, a decline in rates, tightening of spreads, in 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 many ways, uh, we call it price to perfection. And so, when you're starting from that point, I think it, it matters. It, it it makes your hurdles a little bit harder as we start off this new year. Look, this this year for us is a year where I think we go back to the pure fundamentals. Um, we have less fiscal support uh, on average relative to prior years. A lot of the sort of uh, emergency and pandemic-based stimulus measures have largely kind of run their course, and now the consumer is really uh, back to fundamentals on uh, you know, earnings potential as well as credit availability. And I think this is where we're going to really find out like what is the true tempo of the U.S. economy. Uh, meanwhile, we have you know, what I consider the big four, which is the Fed, you know, government spending, banks, and then the private side of the economy. Which comprises of small businesses, you know, corporate America, you know, private lending, things that are outside of the banking system, which is regulated. So you have the Fed, government, bank system, uh, and the private sector. Those are the big sort of uh, drivers of economic activity for the economy. And three out of four are really not pulling their weight. And we have the Fed that's still very restrictive. Although they are now in the process of pivoting towards what we think is going to be, you know, a decent easing cycle, they have yet to cut. So, um, you know, the timing could be off, and we don't know what would it take for them to cut 
further and to really try to rescue the economy from going into a much slower um, a backdrop. And the government last year, fiscal spending was pretty substantial on the back of various um, uh, programs and um, uh, policies that happened in 22 uh, into 2023, notably the, uh, the, the infrastructure program and the Inflation Reduction Act. A lot of that is kind of now already baked in and we're not going to see a, a big enough growth momentum on government spending relative to what we saw last year. And then there's the banks, which have basically have stopped lending. So Fed is restrictive, not easing yet. Government probably has um, not much in, in the fiscal tank to add more stimulus to the economy at this point. And the banks aren't lending. So really we're at the at the mercy of like, can the consumer stay uh, robust? Uh, we'll spending continue at, at the pace that we saw, or are we going to start to see a slowdown? And then, you know, how does the labor market fit into that? So I think these are the unknown questions that we're trying to solve. And, you know, we got some early indications starting last week in the January data or the data from December that was released in the first part of, part of, of January, which, you know, is starting to again, um, uh, a highlight and shed some light on the fact that maybe the jobs market is not as, as strong as people think it is. So you know, look, it's um, it's 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 for those reasons that we have maintained our view around that the more likely outcome still is some sort of bumpy landing, potentially verging on a mild recession. But in the course of that, we shouldn't expect policymakers just to sit there and wait to get proof that we're in a slowdown. I think the you know the Fed pivot is because they saw something that we probably don't see in the jobs data. The, there's still concerns around the banking system. And I think that they're going to start to ease and try to soft try to soft land the economy, but you know along the way it's going to get bumpy. And so I think this is our message. It still remains uh, as such. Um, if we avoid a actual outright um, uh, recession, our next best case scenario is more of a kind of a stagnant growth environment with not much inflation, uh, and we're not in the Goldilocks camp, which is again really at odds with what was priced in to perfection in the last two months of 2023. Yeah, and and which seemed pretty pretty amazing amazing to me. Um, to put some numbers on it, I believe you are signing a fifty five percent chance to a to a recession. Um, you know, and you've said that the that the stagnation and stagflation scenarios are are more likely than the Goldilocks. Is is that right, George? That's right. Those remain our base case views, and people have uh, of course recessions are not something to take lightly. Uh, but recessions recessions happen all the time, and. We've had mild downturns, and that's really what we're uh, calling for, not for a hard landing akin to 2020 or 2008. This is more of a an adjustment process where, you know, the malinvestments and and the the, the weaker credits that were um, business models built on low rates and tight spreads. I mean, those um, will slowly continue to kind of have a, a controlled burn through the economy, which will result in some of those businesses uh, going away, which we've had a, a decent bankruptcy already in 2023. That probably continues into 2024. And that will then result in eventually delinquencies picking up further and actual defaults in the super more uh, uh, riskier side of the credit spectrum. At that point, the Fed's not going to sit around just waiting. We think they'll be aggressively easing into that, which is why we have 175 bits of cuts with upside, not downside. So we think that you know, our house view is that we, they will still cut in uh, in March. Uh, it's now becoming more of a 50-50 type of situation. Uh, but I think uh, we do believe that the 
the sooner the Fed gets ahead of this, the more likely we we can actually have a more stable growth in the back half of 24 into 2025. Yeah, you were really early to that call. I think if I'm not mistaken, you you had that call in the in the summer um, to have that first cut in in March 2024. Certainly looking a lot uh, a lot more likely at this point. Um, you know, but but very interesting to see how how well markets are are, are priced here, as you said earlier in in the in the episode. Uh, you know, given given your outlook, um, you know, which uh, you know, and a mild recession, you know, at, at this point with rates as high as they are, as re- as restrictive as they are, you know, that, that certainly seems like a reasonable uh, reasonable expectation. Um, but we could really talk about this for forever, um, you know. But I, what I would like to do is instead direct our uh, listeners' attention to your recently published U.S. death strategy piece, 2024 Outlook, Getting Back in Sync. Um, And for our listeners, if you are still not receiving George's strategy reports directly, there is a new way to get them. You can check them out, uh, check them out, as well as other MEFG research on the new MEFG research portal available at www.mefgresearch.com. And you can also sign up to receive your favorite research pieces uh, directly into your inbox. Great stuff as always. Thanks, George. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. And thank you for listening to the MEFG Global Markets Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And reach out to your MEFG sales rep for any further information. Check back soon for more for more insights from the Global Markets Research Team.